Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? So then join in the conversation with me, Kristen Ace, and me, Green Diva Meg, and our fascinating guests to share the light, the laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody, welcome to Good Vibrations with me, Kristen, and me, Green Diva Mag. Yay! So, um, before we get started today, we want to say a, a very special thank you to our sponsor, Marty, of Marty's Rent-A-Rec. Marty, Marty's yeah. Rent-A-Rec, which right. is um, up in Dover, his flagship store, but they've got several locations in New Jersey. And don't let the name fool you because I've rented a couple of cars from him. Yeah, they're great. And they're just like new. They're just slightly gently used, and uh, he's got trucks for all kinds of – if you're moving or need a truck to move stuff. so Hauling garden goods. Yeah, go to uh, goodvibrationswithkristen.com and see the banner on the right side. Click on it and make sure you say to Kristen sent you. Yay, thank you. That would be great. And so today we have our special, fabulous, honored guest, Janet Connor. Yay, hi, Janet. Hello. <laughs> I, just want... I am feeling very special and honored just to be having a conversation with the two of you. Oh, thank you. Well, we feel the same way. You've been with us before, but I, for anybody who's just tuning in to us, Janet is the author of Writing Down Your Soul and The Lotus and the Lily. And um, for our audience members who have been with us for a while, they know The Lotus and the Lily because we reference it constantly, talk about it constantly, <laughs> and it's always... I would say every three blogs has a link to the Lotus and the oh, Lily and Janica. Can I just mention really quick that I gave the book to a friend who was really struggling quite a bit with some financial issues and right? you know all the issues around finances, which if you've done the Lotus and Lily, you understand. Right. She did it, and she sent me a picture of her mandala. <gasps> and uh, before she was even finished, things started to happen. And yeah. she was so – and that's exactly what my experience was. That's right. Um, so I'm really glad that not only did I get to meet Janet on the air here, but Kristen really nudged me into trying it and gave me the book. Yeah. I'm a big mm. nudger. You are. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. So, Janet, today um, we were kind of wrapping up our own chakra series, and you have just written a book about the chakras in a different way. In a different way. And when that book comes out, I'm so excited to read it. We will have you back, but you had some stories that you wanted to share with us about writing the book. The, well, the chakras, I did not set out to write a book uh, about the chakras. I teach this course, as I teach all the courses under the umbrella, your soul wants five things. Mm-hmm. So writing down your soul is the first thing. The number one thing every soul wants is to really expand that connection with source. And the lotus and lily answers the desire of the soul to create life, not to have life push you around, but that you can actively, from the soul level, create a truly beautiful and abundant life. Well, one of the things the soul wants is to commit to values. Mm. It is, I would say, desperate to walk this earth in utter integrity, knowing with every single step whether it's a step at home, a step at work, going to the bank, going to the playground, whatever. Mm -hmm. It wants, it knows that there are particular ways, particular behaviors and qualities and values that you, you individually, Kristen, you individually, Megan, 
chose when you came here to embody. Now, I've taught this for several years. And I knew, because Canary Press, my publisher, said, okay, we're going to do all five books. I knew it was the next book. Mm. But last year, when I was teaching it, and the, the book is called Soul Vows. Mm. That's oh, how you can yeah. evaluate. And we, and we work your, a, you work a little bit with the Soul Vows in Lotus and the Lily, too. Well, it's mentioned. It is mentioned. But this time, it's the entire purpose. The entire, mm. it's all you're going to do is really found, find out, how do I want to walk this earth? It's, it's your how. How do I want to live? No matter what I'm doing, how do I want to live? Mm. Well, last year when I was teaching it, I had this kind of knock you off your chair awareness. <laughs> Those are oh always my fun. God. Yeah. The, yeah. The, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the steps to get to your soul vows, oh, surprise. They absolutely parallel the seven Chakras. Oh, that's amazing. So when I actually got the contract to write the book, I realized, okay, I have to throw out all my notes, all the ways I've been teaching it, and now weave it into the chakras. Was that scary? So, was it scary or was it, like, exciting? It's very exciting, but also I wasn't any expert on the chakras. Okay, now what? <laughs> so I got three basic chakra books that are completely different. So the foundation that any American can understand is Wheels of Life. It's been out for years by Anadea Judith. Mm -hmm. This is the, like, okay, I get it. So that was numero uno. Okay, so I always, for every single chakra, I read her chapter. Then I had Anatomy of the Spirit, which is actually the first chakra book that I read by Carolyn Mace. Oh, yeah, I have to say when I read that, it was absolutely life-changing for me. Life-changing. Yeah. Well, you want life-changing? Let me tell you about my third resource. <laughs> All right, it's let's hear it. Chakras, Energy Centers of Transformation by Harish Johari. Ooh. This is the Vedic. And, of course, the chakras are an ancient, ancient, ancient Vedic system. That's correct. So these three books were fabulous to compare and contrast and weave together because the foundational support is the ancient Vedic truth. Mm. But it, this is not an easy book to read. I'll say that from the get-go. Well, you, you know, I do have to say that in your list of books, there's always at least one that's really hard to read. <laughs> that but you, that but this on. is why we have Janet, who interprets them through her own <laughs> writing. I know. Exactly. I'm very I, grateful. <laughs> I read every word of this book, and I went, huh, who, huh, who? <laughs> and then I go to Anadea Judith, and now I could read this. Oh, oh, in English. Oh, I understand uh, this. And then I could go to Carolyn Mace and say, oh, this is how it's the sacraments and the right. uh, Kabbalah system. And right. So these three would feed one another. But as I got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, I really found the resource is the Vedic. Huh, interesting. Because this is, it's, it's a lot like, think of yoga. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Y and you take a little yoga class, that's exercise. That yeah. is not, I mean, you know, it's, it's not totally the practice exercise. of It's not the practice of. Right, which is exactly. a more mindful mm-hmm. life, you know, it's a whole system. And, and connecting with the divine in your body. Yes. That's what yoga is. That's right. And so, would you be satisfied? At, at first, you might go to the Y and learn to do the warrior position, but then your soul is going to get hungry. For, That's right. What is this really all about? And then you <clears> find yourself wanting to do 
deeper and deeper until yoga becomes a true spiritual practice. Well, the yeah. same thing with the chakras. We enjoyed Carolyn Mace's book and, and Wheels of Life, but the place I found myself going, oh, my God, <laughs> was reading Harish Johari. <laughs> so here's what I learned about the chakras. They are the story, the universal story of the soul's longing for union with the divine. Mm. And the context, starting in the first chakra, is that Shakti, the divine feminine, is longing to be united with Shiva, the divine masculine. And the ancient Vedic story is that they were united. It's mm. sort of like, what did the universe look like before the Big Bang? Yeah. It was all one. It was all united. There right. was complete silence and union. But the ancient Vedic story is that Shiva and Shakti, even though they were completely united in bliss, they actually wanted to separate oh. so that they could see one another mm-hmm. and long for one another. And that's the soul. Because before we came to Earth, where were we? We're one with the divine. That's right. You know, the divine. That's the Course in Miracles kind of story is that we we were uh in in the garden connected mm-hmm. to our our um our father or whatever and we chose to to leave and create this whole other reality which is a separation which is not real it's an illusion but it's just like a, it's almost yeah. like a game like yeah. let's see what happens see if what, we yeah. do this yeah, let's try it <laughs> and then we get to create the board the game board yeah. where right. we work our way back to Union. Right. That's the story of Shiva and Shakti. And in India, they even illustrate it with there's a stone that you can only get on the side of a particular river, and it's a perfect elongated oval, mm. and it fits perfectly into a round rock. So you'll ah. see on altars this Shiva stone, Shiva and Shakti, and they're united. That's the story. So we start in the first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you've been going through all the chakras. So yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. start in the first chakra, and the aha discovery in the first chakra is that you are, you have dual royal lineage. Mm. You are completely human and completely divine. Mm. And so Shakti wakes up. Um, in yoga, you'll hear her described as kundalini. So it's that pictured as that coiled snake at the mm-hmm. base of your spine. And she kind of wakes up. And goes, whoa, I want (laughs) union with source. So, and up the spine to... And up the spine we go. Right, into the seventh chakra, which is your opening to divinity. Well, and I've got a great story to tell you that there's actually a secret chakra. Ooh. A secret chakra where the union takes place. This is, uh, this is all in this unbelievable book by Harish Johari. So here's the story. She wakes up in the first chakra and goes, oh my God, I really am human and I really am divine, and the journey starts. Yeah. In the second chakra, then your Shakti energy, which is the symbol of the soul. So your soul, and this is true whether you're a human male or a human female. The soul is still always, in all languages, It's always described as feminine. So I'll say she, but that doesn't mean women only. Got it. She begins to realize that she has created in the human experience all these blocks Mm 
Mm. that get in the way. All those critical voices on purpose that go, who are you? Who do you think you are? Life is hard. And so in the second chapter... I know those voices. We all have those voices. And we've been battling with them. It turns out that you don't have to battle. You have to create a sacred space in which to call them forward and say, who are you? Mm. What is your story? What have you been trying to protect me from? Mm. What gifts do you have from me? Mm. Oh, I like that particularly, what gifts do you have for me? Because instead of it being, what are you doing to me? Or what, what, you know, what's wrong with these voices? Mm -hmm. But instead, if you shift your perspective around that and say, what are the gifts that you are giving me? Yeah. So the openings. The, the, the beautiful analogy that I got about this from Meister Eckhart, ah. the great, many people consider him possibly the greatest mystic that ever lived in the 14th century in Germany. He calls it the golden ring. And so you look at the negative, what we label the negative. Like let's say you've been uh, struggling with anger. And you realize that that's one of your false masters, one of your critical voices. Well, then you ask anger, what's the golden ring that I could put on? Uh-huh. Oh, and so in the third chakra, in the second chakra, you meet all these negative voices. You find out who they are. You find out how you created them at two, three, four, and five years old and how you've been repeating their story into your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's exhausting. I was just going to say, that is tiring. (laughs) Well, it's the life story. And so now in the third chakra, you accept their golden rings, you discover their gifts, you discover how they've been trying, trying to protect you. Mm. But now you can say to them, thank you, but we are complete. We are finished. And now you have an integration ceremony. Some people release them, like one woman let yellow balloons off into the sky. Mm. Everybody has their own ceremony. But in some way, you complete the story and discover that you are now whole. So now you're ready to step into the fourth chakra, the heart chakra. And in the ancient Vedic system, the symbol is the two overlapping triangles. When you bring these two triangles, one representing Shakti, the soul, and one representing Shiva, source energy, and you overlap them, ta-da! You get the flag of the state of Israel. I was just going to say, the Star (laughs) of David. David. Exactly. That's what we instantaneously, when we look at it, we call it the Star of David. It's so much more ancient, even in the ancient Judaic system, which is pretty old. Yes, that's right. It's older than that. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's this ancient, probably the spiral Mm -hmm. and the two overlapping triangles are probably the two most ancient symbols, symbols yeah. on the earth and they both represent union with the divine well and and the star of david is in the center of metatron's cube yeah it's it's right there right in the middle if you look at, at the right. cube it's right there so and the heart the great discovery of the heart is that it is your most powerful organ mm. it is the organ of spiritual intelligence. Mm. See, we have a tendency to say it's about our brain, and we have a tendency to think about, like the saying, 
open your heart. heart. Mm-hmm. Open your heart. Let mm-hmm. your heart lead the way. Your mind is actually a pretty weak organ. <laughs> so in your heart, because you've become a whole being by integrating all your critical critical voices in the second and the third, you're now open, mm-hmm. totally receptive, and your soul vows will simply show up. They've Ooh. been trying to talk to you all along, but you've been so conflicted right. and busy with yeah. all the negative and the struggle, but you took care of that in the second and the third. Now your open heart will say, here, beloved, here are the six, seven, eight, nine ways that your soul wants to walk this earth. Mm. And you'll know them because you will burst into tears. Your heart will explode in your chest. You will literally feel it vibrating so hard you think, my God, I'm going to crack open. And it is just your soul recognizing this, this is who I am. Mm. So then you step into the fifth chakra, which is the chakra of sound. Oh, my favorite. Putting a voice to it, yeah. (laughs) And what do you do in it? You begin to listen to your soul vows tell you how they want to be sung. Mm -hmm. And they want to be chanted in a sacred way. They are your mantra. You know how when you go to meditation class, they... Somebody gives you yes. your mantra? Yes. No, I... your soul will give you your mm-hmm. mantra. Oh, your goody. soul knows your mantra, and your sacred prayer are your soul vows. And so you listen to them tell you. They will sing for you, and for the rest of your life, you will chant and dance and move and sing. And so what I discovered in this chakra book is that there's a lotus in your throat, Oh, that makes perfect sense. In the Vedic system, it's a 16-petal lotus. But what I realized is, wait a minute. If I have three soul vows, I have a three-petal lotus. And when I chant my three soul vows, those three petals take turns vibrating. Hmm. If I have, like I, Janet, have seven soul vows. So I can picture this seven-petal lotus in my throat. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. responding to the sacred sounds of my seven. Mm. Oh, it's so it's so delightful. You, you <laughs> almost don't want to leave the fifth. Let me just stay here forever. Well, but, you know, we could also, you know, talk about like the toning that Kristen does and the, the action of doing toning. And, you know, there's some vibrational thing that goes on. Well, right, it's that, the lotus yeah. in your throat. Yeah, right. Rest- Responding to yeah. the sacred sounds that belong to you, wow. to your soul. I like That's it. That's very powerful. Yeah. but Well, if you thought that was powerful, wait to <laughs> see what happens in the sixth chakra. Oh, <laughs> boy. The sixth chakra is the one that took my breath away. Up until this point, I thought, okay, this sort of kind of makes sense. Right. But listen to the truth about the chakras. This sentence comes from The Holy Trinity and the Law of Three by Cynthia Bourgeau. Okay. Every developing process whatsoever, talk about a powerful, inclusive word, every developing process whatsoever must pass through seven distinct stages Mm -hmm. before it reaches completion. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, okay. Right? 
So we're going to go through all seven. So <laughs> I, the story that makes this sixth chakra show so just like, oh, my God, is that several years before I wrote this book, my publisher, I was, it was because of Lotus and Lily. It has that butterfly on the cover. That's right. And when I saw the cover, I thought, what? <laughs> um, where's Buddha? Yeah. <laughs> where's Buddha and Jesus? Right, Because, right. you know, it's, it's the about teachings their of original teachings. <laughs> and right. you make an intention mandala. Where's the mandala? So I actually asked my publisher, excuse me, but why is there a butterfly on the cover? Right. And what writer, uh, writers, uh, non-writers might not know is you're not in charge of the cover. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. No. <laughs> oh, see that? You just get it oh, in an wow. email and you stare at it and go, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> I don't get this. What's this about? So I call my publisher and I say, okay, will you explain, please explain the butterfly? And they said, well, Janet, the butterfly is transformation. And any reader that goes through this process and creates an intention mandala has, A, completely transformed their life, but, B, they've also utterly and completely, 180 degrees, transformed their understanding of prosperity. I went, oh, oh. butterfly, you're right. Right, of course. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Well, the next thing in the email that really took my breath away is she said, we see an iconic animal on the cover of all. Of the books in your soul one Wow, she sounds like that a was publisher the first who's yeah. Time I knew they were committed to me. That's that. right. You know, really connected. I was so excited that I couldn't function. Oh. <laughs> a writer, I mean, it's the middle of the afternoon, and they're, they're, I'm not going to get anything else done. I've got to celebrate, right? So I did what writers do when we can't write. I took a shower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done My that. Morning shower at you know three thirty in the afternoon. Right. In the shower. I had this download, and I knew the cover of all of the books in the series. Wow. And I, so I, I quickly memorized them, and the cover of Soul Vows. Mm. The swan. The swan. Oh, the swan. Nice. Yeah. Now, swan. I thought, which proves that the writer is so not in charge here, I thought the swan would be on the cover because a swan mates for life. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, and your soul vows are the eternal mating of your soul and the beloved, right? I'm interested well, to see what you came to because I would have thought something different. But yeah, well, that's you know, I, first of all, I accept when I receive these kinds of intuitive downloads, right? I, I, you know, I go, okay, you want to you want to swan on the cover of soul vows? You got a swan. Yeah, but and what I, what it would mean? I, I anyway, go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm entranced. <laughs> well. Listen to my, imagine my shock when I turn the page on the sixth chakra in Jarish Johari's book. There are no animals in this book. I mean, none. This is not animal speak. Listen to this paragraph. I'm reading it to you. When the yogi performs mantra japa, sound repetition, on the word soham, that is, that I am. You know that famous Sanskrit, uh, that I am, I am that. Yes. Yeah. Well, the word is S-O-H-A-M, Soham. Mm-hmm. When the yogi performs mantra on Soham, that I am, in the sixth chakra, mm-hmm. the syllables automatically become reversed, forming the mantra Hamsa, 
which is the Sanskrit word for... Swan. Swan. Yes. The bird that can fly to places unknown and that's, to ordinary people. Okay, see, now, I'm, I just want to say that that's more of the reason why I thought Swan would be on the cover, because mm-hmm. Swan is the bird in Native American lore that comes to the opening of Void and right. and right. says, I want to go in and see what's there. And she's the ugly duckling, right? And Dragonfly said, oh, you can right. go in, but you can't judge anything in there. And you have to accept what you see and accept what gifts the Void presents to you. And she said, I'm, I'm ready. I've, I feel like she's brave enough to go in there and accept the nothingness that she sees and what that experience is and comes out the beautiful swan. Right. The beautiful That's the swan. gift that void, the void, the great void has given her for her well, bravery. When I read, and, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. When Jen. I read that paragraph, I went, oh my God, swan. Oh my yes, God, swan. Yes, so yes. I did exactly what you did. I rushed to animal speak. I read that story about swan. I opened, I mean, medicine cards. Medicine cards, I opened yeah. animal speak. I Googled swan. Every single culture on the planet yes. has a mystical myth about swan. Yes, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and swan is, and this is why it happens in the sixth chakra, she can break the veils of time. Right. And so she can go to the past, the present, and the future, and they become one. And when your sixth chakra is spinning in alignment and clear, you have... Vision. It's vision. Yeah. Exactly. Because there's no time. You're outside of time. That's right. That's right. So I was reading, I read so many books while I was writing Soul Vows, but one of them was the Upanishads. Once again, there aren't a lot of animals in here. And I just felt while I was doing this search on Swan, my hand said, it just reached out. I had 80 books on the floor that I was. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 this book is so full. It's so rich. So my hand went, got to read the Upanishads. And I just held it to my heart and said, okay, what particular chapter? And I opened the Shangdogya Upanishad. And I read this adorable story about this little boy who uh, wants to train with a master. And the master says, okay, you can train with me, but first you have to take these sick cows and go off, and when you return and the herd is restored and healthy, then you can be my student. Mm-hmm. He goes off, the herd gets better, and then one night the bull, the head of the herd, says, Hey, would you like to teach me to teach you about Brahma? And the little boy says, You bet. Mm-hmm. And so the bull teaches him one thing. And then the bull says, This is one foot of Brahma called without end. Know this. Meditate on this reality, and your life will be without end on this earth. A swan mm. will tell you more. Mm. Interesting. And the swan comes and, of course, teaches him about wow. Oh! And now, my God, we are um, almost out of time, Janet. All right, can I have to tell you the story about the secret chakra? Okay, yes, I want so, to hear this. The seventh chakra, of course, is communion with the one. So right. you think, right, that it's all about getting to the seventh chakra, but there is a hidden chakra. It's in the seventh chakra, but Mm. it's so special that it has its own name, and it's called Soma, S-O-M-A. In preparation to write the seventh chakra about union with the divine, 
I was reading nothing but mystical poetry. And if you, I, I, this happened to me for three days in a row, I would get so cold that I would actually have to go take a hot shower. Wow. And I couldn't understand what was going on, but I was freezing reading all this mystical poetry. Hmm. So I turn and read about the Soma Chakra. Mm. It's above your third eye. Okay. Well, that's where Shiva and Shakti unite. Not oh. in the top seventh, but in the Soma. Hmm. And when they unite, they experience bliss. Which is the and seventh? guess what? Is that the seventh? Bliss is cold. Oh, really? Really. Who and that's that? why we say, I have chill. Oh! You know how we say? When something, when right. we hear something mystical, we go, oh my God, I have chills. And we actually yes. get goosebumps? Yes. yes. Oh, that makes perfect Bliss sense. is Ooh. cold. Mm. Interesting. It's so interesting. The chakras are miraculous. And so this book just wrote itself, traveling through this tantric philosophy, ancient Vedic philosophy. Well, aren't we special uh, to get to hear the story of it before it comes out? So I'm really, really looking forward to you know, getting my hands on the book. Well, and I'm going to tell you, and I wrote this to Janet when, when she said she would love to come on, is that I'm not... I don't typically get excited about books coming out, but I'm literally on the edge of my seat waiting for this book. I'm going to be one of the first people to buy that book. Wait till you see the cover. Oh, my God. They came up with the most gorgeous cover of Swan. Oh, oh I bet they did. So it's March, March of 2015. Well, Thank you, you so have, much, We'll have Jana. you back to just, oh, yeah. to, you know, we'll, have, we'll focus on one little thing around the book so that I can get it up on the blog and get everybody out there, you know, remembering yeah. that we had this conversation. But this was just, I'm literally floating on air right now, Janet. I'm so, um, I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Soma. My Soma's, in my Soma's functioning. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I'm really, I'm actually feeling really emotional. I'm just really, um, it's yeah. like really exciting yeah. and powerful and beautiful, and I'm thank you, Janet. So grateful for you sharing it with thank us. Thank you. It's a glorious story, and I'm thrilled to tell. That's the first time I've ever had a chance outside of my own course to tell the story of the chakras, and I'm thrilled to do it with the two of you. We'll thank talk you. to you soon, Janet. I can't wait. Thank you. All right, thanks, Janet. On the air. Are we ready? Here we are. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us and Janet Connor for really one of the most exciting conversations I've had in the past four or five days in my life. So um, we will get back to you when the book is up and ready to be purchased. But in the meantime, meditating on everything that she talked about will keep you busy for a long time. Go get some chills, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristin.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.